Howdy, howdy. Howdy. And welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe the poop out of the proverbial ass of alien encounters. If this is your first time listening, what we do here is loosen the alien cheeks and then we go in deep to uncover the truth around real life alien, UFO or UAP incidents. This keeps humanity safe. How? We have no idea. But I'm today's host, Kevin the Grey, and with me as always is Granville Moonwalker. I'm Batman. Batman. He's Robin. Uh, fuck off. It's time to dig for the truth. (laughs) I am never, and will never, be Robin. You are Frobin Robin. Nope. On today's (laughs) fine probe... I'm Batman. You're Robin. We are heading... (laughs) Batman. Yeah, I'm Batman, thank you. We are heading to an area (laughs) of the planet called the Red Flag Forest in China. Why is it called the Red Flag Forest, Kevin? Correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) But I believe this will be the first time we have visited China. You're wrong. Am I wrong? Yep. When did we go to China? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At some point. That's why you're Robin. (laughs) You just said correct me if I'm wrong, so I just wanted to correct you. You didn't correct me. In today's file, (laughs) we are heading back to 1994. Way back. Our main subject today, Ming. Zhao Guo was a Chinese farmer. I am glad you are covering our first episode to china yeah apologies about the pronunciation there if i've got that wrong but meng sounds familiar doesn't he no you sure yeah have you had a little scroll no (laughs) just check the research notes quickly (laughs) (laughs) do you now remember (laughs) meng Yes, yes I do. <laughs> so, what I have in front of me is, for those of you that grew up with a Nintendo 64. What a console. And wrestling games, mainly the WCW vs. NWO franchise by THQ. And what's the other company? I can't remember. I definitely remember they had a wrestler called THQ Man. They did. (laughs) Al Kai? I don't know. It's going to bug me. AKI Man? That's it. Well, one of the wrestlers in that game is called Meng. And that is precisely who Kev has put in front of me in Nintendo 64 WCW vs. NWO style. Blocky style. Block. He was a blockhead. He was a bad mother trucker back in the day as well. He was. You didn't want to fight him. So, yeah, a Chinese farmer. So, we've had a farmer before. Bet you have. <laughs> I said we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched. As always. There you get. Voy beard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're five minutes in and we've only covered his name. In our previous probes, you've probed a farmer before. 
and now we have another farmer. Was oh gosh, yeah, the Brazilian chap, Philip yes. Boas. Yeah. Okay. Good call. I have probed a farmer before. <laughs> Meng, in 1994, whilst working at the Red Flag logging camp in northwest Wuchang, along with two co-workers, reported that they saw something shiny in the sky, possibly a weather balloon or a helicopter, descending into the forest towards Mount Phoenix. Quite Roswell, isn't it? And don't you dare ask me why it's called Red Flag Logging Camp, because I saw you twitch when I said that. Three witnesses saw this, remember? What made me absolutely 100% on board before anything else even happens is that Meng calls the people he was with, either his relative or his co-workers, depending upon which account you read. You'd say brother or sister, wouldn't you? Or name them. So Meng here is protecting them. You know what that makes Meng? An honourable, trustworthy man. I'm out. <laughs> you got to stop doing that every no. time I... You, as soon as you say trustworthy, I'm out. Didn't I say that in your case, literally the last episode? But they're my cases. <laughs> You're out of your own it. case. It's when you say it, I'm out. Uh. It puts me on edge and I look for anything nefarious or just... Suspicious. Yeah. You're going to have to look very hard in this one, let me tell you. Is it actually Meng? As in the wrestler it's not Meng? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would probably have gone very differently if it was. <laughs> He'd have been sticking some people with that thumb. <clears throat> Could it have been a translational error? In what way? In the way people have read it. What part, sorry? So Meng calls people he was with. Potentially, I suppose. But even so, he doesn't name them. Yeah. He's protecting them. Is he protecting them or He's is he just trying to make this seem more legit? You should know all about protecting people, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bitch. <laughs> Like I said earlier, I am not. I have never been Robin. Yes. The three agreed <laughs> that two would stand watch to see if oh, any, yeah? <laughs> if anything else happened whilst Meng went to investigate. And hopefully, Meng later claimed to scavenge for scrap. Zero shits given about finding survivors. It was all about the scrap. So Meng wandered deep into the forest. Meng eventually began nearing the site of the downed helicopter or weather balloon. Meng could see a wreckage in the distance when... Whack! Meng was knocked spark out by something hitting him square on the forehead. Meng was out cold. I have a theory as to why he hasn't named the people. Right. Maybe he works with different people each time and in not naming the people he's then allowed it to be more anonymous trustworthy because he could say I'm not naming them to keep them safe and then just keep lying to the other people so you're saying that it didn't really happen in a way yeah unless we have proof that he got knocked out by what did he get knocked out by 
You tell me. I wasn't there. What do you think he got knocked out by? What does Robin throw instead of, like, batarangs? So what did you throw at him? Slaps. You slapped him? You slapped him. Robin. I'm Batman. Stop saying my name. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather be Riddler than Robin. I think I'd rather be anyone in Batman than Robin. Unlucky. (laughs) As Meng came to, he was at home. Meng had no idea how he got home. But there he was, and that's literally all there is out there on that element of the story. He got taken home by the workers, didn't he? He just turns up at home. He took him home. We don't know. A few nights later... Well, details are a tiny bit extreme here, so please do bear with me. But Meng found himself floating above his bed as Meng's wife slept beneath him. A ten-foot-tall, six-fingered alien female with thighs coated in a thick carpet of braided leg fur straddled Meng. While he was in the air? Yep. Apart from that, that alien looked human, apparently. Magnetic pussy! (laughs) So she straddled Meng, and Meng had sexual love-making, booty-shaking, copulating intercourse with the alien whilst floating above Meng's wife and daughter for 40 minutes. What? Meng's wife slept through it. After the dirty climax, the alien disappeared through a wall and Meng floated back down into bed. Ten-foot, hairy-legged alien. Is, is there a question in there? No, it's a statement. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I think there's a film. Star Wars? Where um, there's really tall aliens in it and they kind of come in. I don't know if they come in through someone's window or they're seen by the window what was the alien film we saw where they take the kid away I wanted to say signs there but I don't remember the kid being taken away and they the whole time they thought they were after the younger kid but they oh. they took the older one. Oh gosh we watched that quite recently as well didn't we yeah I can't remember the name of it because it reminds me of those aliens because they were quite tall I believe. That was a peculiar film. Something Skies? I really can't remember. So it was one of those aliens mixed with Chewy. <laughs> Braided leg hair Chewy. <laughs> so I take it he must have noticed the fingers because they either got <laughs> inserted into him or they stroked him with them. I guess so, yeah. It's... Because it's a weird thing to notice if they weren't touching you. Hmm. Yeah. And his wife must have just been in a proper deep sleep. Or the alien done something to keep her asleep. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, or was she actually watching it, enjoying it, and she didn't want to disturb the show? Got another question. Right. How do we know this fe- this alien was a female? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we don't technically know. We only know his interpretation, don't we? So we've we? got to go on Ming's word. Trustworthy Meng. Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. You may think that this is sounding pretty unusual, but we actually do have a slaver of massively genuine, non-explainable evidence. 
As soon as the alien disappeared and Meng was back on the ground, Meng noticed that he'd been left with a five centimetre scar on his thigh that could not be explained. Meng's clothes were not ripped. Meng was later visited by an investigator and whipped off his trousers to reveal that he has a two inch long jagged mark left by the alien to this day. Proof. So he gets hit in the head in the forest. Yep. Knocked out. Yep. Could he have not got the scar then? A scar on his thigh from being hit in the head? Well, he could have... Well, he got hit and knocked out. He could have fallen on a branch or anything, really. He might have even just scratched himself in the night and caused that (laughs) five centimetre. But he didn't. (laughs) But did he not? How do you know? I've I've got faith in Meng. Also, Meng's clothes were not ripped. Yep. Who sleeps in their clothes? Maybe they were pyjamas. Let you off. <laughs> Thank <Was> you, Robin. Fuck <laughs> off. I'd rather be the penguin. I'll remember that for a future episode. <laughs> Meng did actually later draw the creature who visited him. For a reporter who visited Meng around 2005 and who made contact with Meng once more in 2015 to follow up. I have a very brief artist's impression of the closest thing on earth to which the alien he drew resembled on the left and a rough impression of the creature he actually drew on the right. I pre-warn you that neither is hugely close to his description but here we go and obviously I'll post these on our Instagram. So, before I scroll down to look at this picture, we have the artist's impression, and we have the one that Meng drew. No. Okay, so we have... So we have the artist's impression, and something that it looks like that you might know. Oh, and a... Okay. Let's have a look. He has sex with the Michelin man. <laughs> and what what would you call a uh, silver Bigfoot mixed with Michelin man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fairly accurate. Apart from the fact that he's chin. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> not balls for a chin. You made the point earlier about not knowing whether this was actually male or female or possibly even both or neither (laughs) so we have something that's had sex with this chap that clearly has balls on its chin and that tongue oh to be fair that tongue just looks like a tongue for now (laughs) it literally looks like the michelin man has been crossed with a silverback gorilla yeah that's that's an apt description The drawing was basically a hairy, puffy Michelin man. Coincidentally, the Michelin man was on a sign above the mechanics at the front of the logging commune. This hairy Michelin man, banging extravaganza though, was not a one-off. Meng reported 
that he was actually harassed by the alien creature. Well, I say harassed. I guess the technical term would be abused, as one basically forced him to bang them. So it wasn't consensual? Didn't appear to be. And I mean, he... it made him float above the bed, and then it hopped on him, basically, didn't it? It's hard. Did he get knocked out in the forest, and then in his dreams, he pictured the Michelin Man... I don't know, maybe some... Were there monkeys in the forest? Did one come over and was all curious, touching him? Oh, no. Not in that sense, but like... Did an actual Bigfoot come over? Dead man on the... Or not a dead man, but knocked out man on the floor. Out cold, yeah. And then, like, he may have wandered in and out of consciousness while the monkeys were around him. Dry humping him. And, uh... Because let's be honest, monkeys do get horny. Yeah, Who do. hasn't been to a zoo and seen one jacking off? <laughs> so he gets knocked out, goes in and out of consciousness, remembers the Michelin Man and the hairy monkeys, and this has now formed whatever that Michelin silverback, <laughs> silverback monstrosity Michelin. is. And he just keeps having that nightmare rather than it actually happening. That's an interesting theory, yeah. I could, if you were not to believe this, which you'd be unwise to not do because it's clearly genuine, but if you were not to believe, that's quite a sound theory, I guess. A sound theory. One you would hang your hat on. No, I wouldn't would hang, I wouldn't go that far. It's if more like one. Not, if you were not to believe in this, it's one that like a sidekick would possibly come up with. Before the main hero came up with a main theory. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's like a side... I'll still say, go with that then. Say like Robin's theory. Penguin's theory. <laughs> a month later, Meng Fucking levitated. <laughs> the man is a wizard. David Blaine, <laughs> bitch! Meng levitated through a world map floating above his bed through the Earth's atmosphere, and into the spacecraft again. Why is there a world map above his bed? Because he's and not happy. I love happy. how that got me, rather <laughs> than the fact that he floated. you got no problem with him levitating. But what? A world map above the bed? Huh? Why would you have it there? <laughs> because, now I think you may have that there, if you were not hugely happy with your life, and so you liked to lay down at night looking at other places in the world where you might like to be? I would assume that was something that would hang above a kid's bed. Maybe they were all in the same room. This was a peasant farmer, not a very wealthy man. Yeah, fair enough. Which then brings into question, did he hump Chewbacca above his daughter as well as his wife? But Well, it said earlier that yeah, he did. There you go. Okay, Robin, calm down. You're Robin. Meng transported into a room where he encountered aliens circling him. The aliens spoke in Chinese, but with a heavy accent, which was hard to understand for Meng. The aliens told Meng that they were refugees who left their dying home, not dissimilar to Meng's own life as a family needing to leave a dying logging commune. Meng asked if he could see the female alien he doinked again, but was told that it was not possible. The aliens said that on a distant planet, the son of a Chinese peasant called Meng would be born in 60 years' time. 
That's an absurdly lengthy pregnancy. Gosh, imagine carting a baby around in you for 60 years. Men confirmed that this child was the result of his intercourse with the alien the prior month. It takes these aliens 60 years to conceive and carry to full term. So they say 60 years. Yep. Is that 60 Earth years? Yes. Okay. We've had quite a few cases where aliens have come to Earth because their planet is dying. Which makes sense. And if you were to believe this nonsense... This genuine fact... Why was he... What was so important about the alien birthed by the alien that point Ming? Maybe they're just experimenting and trying to create... Is he meant to be the next, like, John Connor? So, survival of the fittest, I'm thinking. They're trying to interbreed with other species to make themselves more adaptable to the worlds they're visiting, potentially looking for a new home planet. Or just to settle, even. That's like a Batman-level theory. Is that why it's bullshit? It's a fucking long pregnancy. Yeah. Can't imagine. I can't imagine being pregnant, but... Admittedly, that's also a struggle for me to imagine. So, my sister is currently pregnant. Is she? Yep. Congratulations. What are you congratulating me for? She's to your the sister pregnant. that never <laughs> listens to this show. Actually, she does, to be fair. She said she must. that she started to listen. <laughs> Which is pretty mad. Which one? Older so, or younger? Uh, congratulations, Smelly. Okay. <laughs> it's the younger one. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> but she was telling me the other day how it's going to be a pain in the ass because she'll be pregnant during the summer. Oh, So yeah, imagine yeah. 60 years of summers. summers. Ooh, how big does the bump get in 60 years? Like, is it prolonged? So it, depends you spend a the, lot of time with it little, but then you spend a lot of time yeah, with it big? Depends what the growth rate is for these aliens, if they were real. Be easier to lay eggs, wouldn't it? <laughs> Robin just laid an egg. <laughs> if they're like um, the Michelin Man, do you reckon they're a bit rubbery? So they can actually expand Possibly, yeah. quite a bit. That makes sense. So you can roll her around. 60 years. Mm. Just becomes a giant ball. <laughs> On the 17th of July, 1995, some summaries of Meng's story suggest that Meng alleges that he was again abducted. Meng was supposedly taken into space and shown a picture of the planet Jupiter, which the creatures claimed was their home world. I do want to add for this bit, though, that these were not the more credible accounts, and I couldn't verify an interview in English with Meng, suggesting they came from a planet in our solar system. Meanwhile, some accounts said Mars rather than Jupiter. So this may be the media being asshats, or details being lost in translation. Could be. Depends on um, how they explained the planets really like if they necessarily said mars or Mm. said the such and such planet away from the sun and then got lost in translation like you said they took it from the other way yeah i think i think meng has probably (laughs) (laughs) 
I think they, they've probably taken Meng's base story and added details to it, whether intentionally or lost in translation, like we say. Mm-hmm. Word got out about Meng's story. Of course it did. Meng did not come from a particularly financially stable background, so one well-wishing businessman sent Meng a flat-screen television. Where Meng lives, it can only pick up two channels. Another well-wisher gave Meng a cow, an actual cow. Meng couldn't afford the running costs of the cow, however, and so sold it. So he was uh, starting to profit from this story. Maybe not how he initially intended, but he's starting to profit. I don't think he meant to at all. People just started taking pity on him and sending him stuff. Maybe that's what he wanted to happen. That was his wise plan. Yep. If I come out with an abduction story, people are going to send me shit. Like a cow that I can't afford. <laughs> How much does it cost to run a cow? I don't know. <laughs> I suppose do you have to do any... Uh, if they're just eating grass... But they, How much grass do they eat? They usually live in big fields, don't they? So True. And I suppose cleaning up all the excrement. But then wouldn't you just use it to... Fertilise. your crops. Couldn't afford this cow, eh? But then maybe they eat more. Could be. Maybe uh, he got. He wanted the quick upfront buck. He didn't want to wait for that cow to pay off in the long run, so sold it for a quick buck. It would never occur to me to send someone a cow. But you're not a farmer. I suppose the person who sent it was probably trying to be helpful, thinking if I send them a cow, they've got milk, they can eat it when it gets older. I thought it'd be helpful to mm-hmm. milk, milk and cheese, cheese yeah. sell it off, make some money, buy another cow. What they actually then didn't think of was that this man lives in like a single room and doesn't have any space for the cow. And then have <laughs> the two cows make love. And then have more cows, more milk, more eggs, sell them business. <laughs> <laughs> business. <laughs> Sell them. Business. In China, belief in UFOs and aliens is permitted. So I'm told. The media got hold of Meng's story, of course, and he begun appearing in newspapers and on television. Unfortunately, I can't read Chinese, so couldn't even write Meng's name to find the papers, let alone have them translated. But having the media involved does mean that there are several different versions of the story about which may explain the later discrepancies. My main sources include a reporter who visited Meng in 2005, as I said, and that article was published on the Huffington Post, now known as HuffPost, in 2015. Did he become famous? Sort of. Not like a huge worldwide celebrity, but he did get recognised at times. Because he'd appeared on TV. Did he make money? He made a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Which he sold. He made money. (laughs) So I suppose in a roundabout way you could argue. But he didn't become rich. Does he tour the Chinese UFO scene? No, he doesn't. How do you know? Because we're going to get on to his life shortly. Okay. Meng said that journalists are always looking for a mistake and Meng gets tired of telling his story over and over. I bet. Meng states that he is just a peasant. Or he was. Whilst Meng made no money from this story, directly, 
Meng eventually applied for a job at a university, and when they recognised Meng from the alien story, they offered Meng the job. This rescued Meng's family from poverty, and they moved on to campus. Meng's wife and daughter also work at the university, and Meng's son now attends a good school, an upgrade from forest life. Meng maintains the boiler room, which he feels is better than logging. When students recognise Meng and ask him about his earlier TV appearances, Meng tells them that they have the wrong guy. So it turned out quite well for Meng. It, yeah, he's got a half-decent job rather than being in a sort of dying logging community. Son goes to a good school. Mm-hmm. Got a roof over the family's head. Yeah. I'm assuming the daughter will go to a good school. One can only hope. And uh, they may not have to pay for the school, the school fees or... I don't know how the Chinese education system works. No, I mean, neither, to be fair. They may, maybe a free school. Who knows? But they're at a good school. Mm hmm. So, uh, all worked out for Meng. He's, uh, profited, shall we say. Well, he's applied for a job, gotten the job, and he works. He's not been given. a job off the basis of the UFO story, not off his credentials. Potentially. His credentials may have kept him there. That's what the story says. UFO story got him in the door. But I don't Without think... Without the UFO story, <laughs> would he have got there? Do you think when when the UFO story happened, he was thinking that would help me to get a job at university in a couple of years' time? Who knows? Because that's some I'm not devious, me- like, evil genius level planning, if so. Maybe he is. An awful lot of strings have got to be pulled to get towards the outcome he's got. Maybe that's worked out perfectly for him. It has worked out well for him. It has. This incident was actually formally examined in 1997 by the UFO Enthusiasts Club based at Wuhan University. The club determined that the first encounter may have actually happened. Unfortunately, they determined that the rest was likely bollocks. But the state-sponsored UFO Research Society of China actually verified the claims, finding that every single claim was in fact true. Genuinely, you can look this up, it was all confirmed to be true. Meng was abducted, bonked an alien, and was abducted again, whereby he was told that he was going to be a daddy. Fact. You can't argue with fact. Bullshit. You can't argue. I'm not arguing. <laughs> <sighs> Why? What do they have to gain from saying that it's all fact? Nothing. They've explored it and come to the only logical conclusion. And I'd err on the side of caution if you're looking to criticise the Chinese government, sir, <laughs> through a state-sponsored agency. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just wondering why it was all deemed to be true. Verified. So, mm-hmm. the only come-up, I mean, granted it's a hell of a come-up for Meng is that he now works at the university. There's no other come up at all. What do you mean by come up? As in, is he later a politician, a governor? Does he own anything after this? No. All through the fact that he got bonked by an alien? Nope, nothing at all. Right. How old was he when this happened? Not entirely sure, actually. I couldn't find that. Because will he ever see... His alien offspring. Probably not. Imagine 
you were just walking down the street one day and then an alien spaceship drops in front of you. Alien pops out and says, Hi, I'm your brother, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, it pops out in front of Ming. Like, <laughs> Hi, Dad. I'm still going with the fact that he got knocked out and this is all just a story in his head so far. Okay. Amongst the other summaries of these occurrences, I saw another account suggesting that the alien that hit Meng was three foot rather than ten feet tall. Lost in translation, eh? (laughs) Meanwhile, the two co-workers did not verify that they saw something going down in the forest, nor did they back up Meng's claims about banging an alien. The sleeping wife and daughter also did not verify that Meng had sex with an alien floating above them. But they were asleep. Surely you'd wake up. Well, I'm sure you would. But in the story, they didn't. Yeah. So they can't verify it. That they didn't. A possible alternative explanation is that Meng was knocked over by a branch, or fainted, or even fell asleep and had some pretty wild dreams. But then that's what they would want you to think, isn't it? It's exactly what you would think. What they'd want you to think. Oh... That's a Batman level theory right there. <laughs> That's why I thought of it so early. No, no, you thought of the Robin theory, um, where I've just added the tree branch and blown your mind. So, <laughs> we're saying he got knocked out. I'm not and, saying uh, anything yet. <laughs> I've still got a little bit more. But let's, let's err on the side of maybe this alien is real. Right. Would you admit getting your ass kicked by something two and a half to three foot tall or would you exaggerate and say it's much taller than it was I'd like to say that I'd be pretty honest so by that I mean that I'd absolutely exaggerate (laughs) me too (laughs) I think it was 12 foot tall (laughs) what I think we haven't really touched upon through this case is okay if an alien hit him in the head why to bonk him do your, does your junk work when you're unconscious? Who knows? I don't want to Google that. Maybe <laughs> I was the, thinking about it. <laughs> maybe it was the alien's way of impregnating him without him realising. They impregnated him? Well... Oh my gosh. Who knows? Who knows how alien sex works? Well, the balls were on the chin, weren't they? So, <laughs> But then how does he give birth and what does he give birth to? Or what if they just knocked him out and sliced open his thigh? I forgot about that, yeah. No, that wouldn't work. Maybe they were taking a sample of him to see if he had the right kind of DNA. Possibly. Then found that he did. So they were going to go back. And then bong him. (laughs) Yeah, we've cracked this one. Meng was also given a lie detector test in September 2003 and passed the bastard with flying colours. <laughs> of course he did. Meng was fully truthful in what he had experienced. Meng was also hypnotised. Supposedly. But I have no more information on that. I looked and looked and I couldn't find it. I do have one final bit of evidence though. Doctors examined that scar. Medical doctors officially determined that the scar could not possibly have been caused by common injuries or surgery. Proof! How can you determine that a scar can't be caused by anything else? Because they're doctors. They know stuff. I'm calling bullshit. That's why you're Robin. 
I'm still calling bullshit. <laughs> Here's a photo of Meng undergoing lie detector testing for you, sir. <laughs> Sorry, that was the wrong image. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the right one. But uh, it's just a picture of him undergoing a lighter test. Lighter test? Lie, <laughs> yep. lie detector test. So it's just so you Which, can see that it happened. Yeah, but we know they can't be trusted. Today, we don't. <laughs> yeah, we do. Today, it's my probe. <laughs> he looks this... pretty. He's trying to stay as stoic as yeah, possible. Yeah, he does look like he's trying to be still and very controlled, yeah. actually, doesn't he? Just, I'm just going to stare at the wall in front of me. I'm not going to move. I'd described that as that is a focused chill. Yeah, precisely that. Meng used focus. <laughs> it was super effective. <laughs> he used stare. <laughs> All right, here's a photo of Meng just to help you decide if he has honest eyes before we wrap up. Look at those eyes. Those eyes have seen things. Wonderful things. Is that picture actually real? Yeah. Because it looks superimposed. It looks like a picture of Meng has been superimposed on a snowy backdrop. It does actually, doesn't it? Because there's far too much light on him rather than anywhere else in the picture. They, it's fake. No, no, the picture is real. They may have applied one of those filters, like, you know, on Instagram, where you blur the background. Or where you just Photoshop it and have him <laughs> somewhere else. In front of a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> but look at his eyes. They've just done it to make Meng look like... Look. Focused. <laughs> just look at his eyes. Look at stare. <laughs> Astonish, Meng, now. It's all real. It was aliens. <laughs> Now, stare war off. <laughs> Fuck that noise. <laughs> Guess it's time to summarise. Indeed. So we've had Meng, a farmer working at a logging company, following something in the sky into the nearby forest. Meng is hit on the head and knocked out cold. Upon waking at home, Meng bangs an alien for 40 minutes whilst floating above his wife and daughter. Meng then comes back down and life goes back to normal for a bit. But then Meng is harassed by the alien over several visits, whereby it is confirmed that Meng's alien lover will give birth to baby Meng in 60 years' time. Some visiting believers gave gifts to the poor man. Meng passed the lie detector test, and a state-sponsored UFO agency verified the story to be true, though another group did not. Meng was eventually contracted by a university and he now lives on campus so he managed to get his family out of poverty in the end. Meanwhile, Meng maintains that he is the first Chinese person to be officially abducted by aliens. Let me leave you with Meng's last quote before you give me your thoughts. Meng says that Once, humans believed that the earth was flat. A decade ago, he said this around 2000, remember? People would not believe that a cell phone could work. Humans, if we have never seen something with our own eyes, naturally doubt that it exists, or that life could be that way. I was the first to be brave enough to say, I saw that. 
credit to Michael Mayer and HuffPost for that. Thoughts? Well, first off, Ming, you are not the first person to say, I saw that. There are plenty of UFO stories out there. China. You may be the first in China. And who knows how much information was shared but in this area. We cannot verify that. Consider it verified. He's got a nice coat in that picture, I will say. University life has sorted him out well. And judging by the look of him, I reckon in 60 years he may be alive uh, when his alien offspring is born. Mm. He doesn't look that old. You'd guess he'd be in his 80s or 90s, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. By the time the child is born. How long after he got banged and got told that he was going to be a dad was that picture taken? I just don't know. The dates, remember, this is all obviously in Chinese and it's been very hard for me to translate a lot of the stuff over with Google Translate. <laughs> so I've relied mainly on a few journalist articles and they all contradict a bit and I guess that's because of that translation barrier. Fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> well. I call bullshit. So on that note... This is not aliens. So on that note... He got knocked out by a tree or something and just dreamt it. Considering he saw a Michelin man sign at the garage or wherever he was. And then, like I said, floating in and out of consciousness, may have seen some monkeys. Or the person... He appeared randomly at home. Mm -hmm. So the people that actually picked him up and took him home... He may have drifted in and out of consciousness then, and one of them might have just been hairy. And when they put him into bed or picked him up or struggled, he may have thought he was levitating and getting banged. But are you saying it was aliens? (laughs) All I'm saying is, I'm Batman. And it's not aliens. Okay, Robin. I'm not saying that it was aliens... I'm Batman. This file was hard to uncover, as I said. I think the reason we've covered less Russian, Chinese or Japanese files, for example, is because the stories are generally in the native languages and it's just difficult to find for us silly people who only speak one language. But this story was interesting and I found myself quite liking Meng by the end of it. He was also reported to be quite a calm and genuine chap, and ultimately it ended in a porn family. A porn? (laughs) (laughs) A porn family! (laughs) It ended in a poor, poor, poor family working their way to a better situation, which I'm all for. But of course, I think this story is utter bullshit. Still, nice family, nice story, nice outcome. So I guess that's that, (laughs) unless you'd like to add anything further. (laughs) Preferably not about the porn family. (laughs) I would hope not. Quite fitting, considering that he's had sex above them. (sighs) Oh dear. No. That was a bit of a slip of the tongue. That's today's show, folks. Thank you so, so much for listening to But It Was Aliens. We love reading your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called, where you live, and also Podchaser. So drop us a review if you can. We really appreciate it. And sometimes we like to post them. If you want to suggest a case to probe, you can find us on Facebook or on the Twitter at... But it was alien. On the Twitter! 
thought it was aliens. Fuck's sake, Robin. Again, thank I'm you. <laughs> I've been Batman. <laughs> he still is Robin. <laughs> Until next time, is cereal a soup? <laughs> if in doubt, the truth is up there. Oh, is it? Hash <laughs> tag. Brown!